Hello, you are tuned in to Almost 30 Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Lindsay and Crystal. What's happening? How are you guys? Hey, world. How are we feeling? What's the vibe? What's your vibe today? My vibe today is, is good. We're doing a lot. So it's always, okay, where's my energy? Mm-hmm. Pull it back. Mm-hmm. Pull Bring it, it on in. back. Today, when we were together, we were in a conversation with someone who's going through something incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like very mindful about the thought forms Mm -hmm. that the person is sort of saying. And I'm like, I do not consent to any of these thought forms Mm -hmm. entering my auric field. Totally. I'm going to be there for this person, but none of these thought forms are mine. Mm -hmm. My thoughts and energy is my own. Yes, 100%. But that's a a mark of just kind of that type of, I I don't want to say boundary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's just like a mark of that where it's actually healthier for everyone mm-hmm. in a moment like that to really be in your own energy. Especially with that kind of thing. I mean, that conversation could get into your subconscious and then you're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. scared of this. I'm yes, scared of that, you know? Totally. It could be like, oh, is this going to happen to me? Yeah. So we're never telling you guys what we're talking about. <laughs> so that's kind of how we go. We start, we talk about inside jokes. We, you know, kind of have our own conversation. And People then we're rem- like, come on. Yeah, and then we remember we're us. recording. Um, oh. We're so grateful you're here. If you're new, welcome to Almost 30. We've been doing this for six years now. And mm-hmm. we like to support people in their conscious evolution with the podcast, tools and resources, our community membership, which is so incredible. Yes. We also support podcasters, which is so fun. So mm-hmm. Podcast Pro is our business supporting podcasters. And then we have Morning Microdose. Yeah, we have a new podcast out, which we wanted to curate a collection of our vortex moments on Almost 30. Those moments where we're inspired, we just feel really connected and we are just drawn into like a curious, beautiful abyss. And we thought that this curation would be a perfect start to your day. So it's called Morning Microdose because our hope is that this will really prime you for the day ahead instead of, you know, doing the dirty scroll first thing in the morning or maybe turning on the news Mm -hmm, or crack or or, something. Yeah. If you're doing meth, it's just like this is a better choice. (laughs) We don't want you guys on your phone unless you're on your phone for us. (laughs) It's one of those things. (laughs) But it really will be beautiful and short, you know, so these are about 10 minutes long max and you'll be able to, you know, drink up one or a few of these before you really get into your day. So we hope you enjoy Morning Microdose. Make sure you subscribe so that you just get every new episode and they're five days a week, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. I love the branding. I love Mm -hmm. the aesthetic. It's so beautiful. So Morning Microdose on Instagram as well. Guys, it's a good one. We have Gala Darling here today. This feels like a long time coming. Yes. She's Um, been in our orbit. Orbit for a long time. And I think it was, I had to start tapping to talk about tapping Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. In this conversation, we talk about tapping. We talk about manifestation. We talk about receiving. We talk about enjoying your life. We talk about self-love. We talk about her journey. But we start in the conversation about tapping, which is an energy psychology technique that's been around for a long time and something I've known about but never really dove into. And now I'm tapping and loving it. Yeah, I haven't started yet. So I'm really- You didn't do the one I sent. Not yet. Mm Mm-mm. I know, it's crazy, but I've been amazing, haven't I? Uh, You've been amazing. I've been amazing. You've been incredible amazing. (laughs) I did one recently with Brad. He's free on YouTube, Brad Yates. Mm -hmm. And um, Daddy, what do they call him? 
Tap Daddy. Uh, tap Daddy. Tap Daddy. Tap Daddy Brad. And it was having an amazing day. And I've mm-hmm. had amazing days. It's so really good. beautiful. I haven't had a lot of alone time. So. I honestly. <laughs> so I need my uh, tapping to be I'm alone. Here I am. I'm like, I've had an amazing day. Lindsay's like, I need alone time. <laughs> Not for <from> you. <laughs> you're like, I hear the word amazing. You're like, you know what would be amazing? Being not doing this right now. Um, but yeah, tapping is like, basically you tap to bring up the emotions or the limiting beliefs or the feelings. Mm-hmm that are correlated to these energy centers on the body from a Chinese medicine perspective. So you're tapping on specific places. You bring up the energy of the emotion or feeling or limiting belief. And then you love, you completely love, accept, and forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you rewrite that belief into something else. So I like it. What I like about it is that there's a physical element to it. I feel like in a lot of the work, whatever you're choosing to do, it's like you're in your head or you're meditating or you're in like, a less active, more mm. mind state. And I really enjoy that there's a physical part of it. Totally. And it's just kind of like a fun. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. Once I try it, I'll let you know. I can't wait. <laughs> you got to do it. So Gala is an author. She's written a lot of books. She has her Vortex, which is her community. She has a YouTube channel. Her newest book out is Magnetic Mindset. And she is someone that has really been self-made in her whole career. She transformed her life in 2006 with EFT. She was able to get over her eating disorder, get a relationship that she loves, and really create this super magnetic, unique life that she lives today. Yeah. And I really like the chat about manifestation and just like bringing really that more joy in has been so magnetic for her because I sometimes feel like we withhold the joy until we get the thing. And yes. I just love that that's like a huge part yes. of her process of so the new book. Again, Magnetic Mindset available on Amazon right now. Um, I'm excited for y'all to uh, keep on manifesting. I know y'all are very, very interested in manifestation mm-hmm. and kind of fine tuning your own process. So this will be a really Really great one. Yeah, it's going to be good. Feeling good is your job is her slogan. And y'all know we're all about that. I think mm-hmm. job is what the word that trips me up. Job. Job. Feeling good is your... Is your... Purpose. Yeah. Feeling good is the point. Yeah. Feeling good is... Yes, yes. Because job, you're like clocking in. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, did you feel good today? <laughs> Nine to five, feel good. 5 p.m., you're like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to feel like shit. <laughs> galadarling.com and galadarling on Instagram as well as YouTube. Thank you, Gala, for coming in person. Y'all, check out the YouTube because she look, she always looks gorgeous. Always but looks I just gorgeous. loved her vibe today Me too, too with the purple. I love the tats. The, the tats are gorgeous. She's just I love a colored vision. tats. I wish I, like mm. in another lifetime, I'm fully tatted. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask her about the tats and I, I, I know, me kind too. of forgot. They're so beautiful. So beautiful. So the book is out now. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for listening to Almost 30. We really appreciate you, whether you're an OG or someone who just found the show. Welcome. And thanks for being here. As always, you can subscribe to Almost 30. Follow us on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. Yeah, we have fun on there. Mm-hmm. I love We just dropped some quotes, some gems, some memes, and then we're on TikTok. Yeah. So we have an amazing TikTok that is popping off with some really powerful moments and tips and insights and helpful information for you on TikTok, Almost 30 Podcast. So you can have a good scroll right there. And then I'm on Instagram at It's Krista. It's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick, Lindsay S-I-M-C-I-K. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Enjoy. 
Okay, this app has been with me through seasons of wanting to prevent pregnancy and also get pregnant. The app is Natural Cycles. It is a leading women's health company that they created the world's first FDA-cleared birth control app. So the app's algorithm uses hormone-driven changes in body temperature to let users know when they're fertile and not fertile. It is so easy, y'all. Every single morning I wake up, I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table, and then I take my temperature, I input the temperature into the app, and boom, there you go. Um, It is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, A lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, and again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, and if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. You can trust Natural Cycles for the past 10 years. They have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the Aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer gravy. Use code almost 30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost 30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. I am juggling quite a bit lately. (laughs) I have a new baby, um, six months in and, uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And, um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. 
I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. It's hard to get an indoor carousel these days. 100%. <laughs> Wait, what else do you have at the event? This is amazing. We have tattoo artists who'll do like Vortex-themed tattoos, which we did last time, which was incredible. Tattoos that last forever. Oh, yeah, like real, real deal tattoos. Okay. Yeah. What else are we having? There's like a pink telephone booth for photos. I don't know, breath work, all kinds of stuff. Yes. And where is this going to be? You guys need to come. It's um, in LA, downtown LA on August 13th. Amazing. Is it at Hudson Yard or what's it, the lofts? No, no. It's actually in a skyscraper kind of thing. Really? Cool. On like the 30th floor. Whoa. Mm, it's going to be like a tunnel of balloons. It's a fucking vibe. I can't wait. You guys wow. should come for sure. I'll come. Very Just cool. let me know and I'll put you You'll on You'll be list. out of town. If I live here. Because damn. Natalia's DJing, right? Yes. Fuck yeah. And do you know oh. what her DJ booth looks like? It's a what? pink Barbie boombox. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> is it being specially made or was this something you found? A lot of it is. Some of it's being specially made and some of it is stuff that we found. So that was a pre-existing event prop. On I love that. Don't you love how your team's like, what are you doing today? Like finding a Barbie boom box for the <laughs> DJ booth. Like uh, sourcing a part. It's like such a fun part of life. It's. Mad. Have you always been so colorful and pink? Because you're from New Zealand, and I don't think people are as bright and colorful as like <laughs> as you. I was a goth for ten years. Say no more. So from the oh. age of like thirteen to twenty three, and I was super depressed and like mm. just it was bad. And then when I came out of it, I was like, "Where's the color? Like, I got to make up for lost time." Yes, it's oh. kind of what I've been doing. What was the moment where you're like, "Goth no more"? <laughs> Well, when I discovered tapping when I was 23, I started just rewiring my brain and changing my associations. And once I wasn't depressed anymore, I was like, why would I want to wear black? <laughs> wow. And and I kind of go through phases. When I lived in New York, I wore black a lot of the time mm -hmm. because it feels good as an energetic shield in New yeah, York. Like it it's does. nice to have the barrier. Yes. It does. But then when you live in Los Angeles, you're like, ooh. And the light's different. It makes the black mm -hmm. look really heavy. It's so true. A, I mean, yes, a hundred percent. Life's everything. So true. <laughs> How did you discover tapping? So I had a boyfriend who I would say was a, aggressively into self-help, and <laughs> we the, all know him. I know, yeah, honestly. exactly. <laughs> At first, you're like, "This is amazing." Then you're like, "I'm tired." <laughs> you're like, "Dude, just stop crying in the shower. Like, <laughs> yes, it's a lot." Yes. Um, so in 2006, I think on like some archaic version of YouTube, he found out about tapping. And he said, you need to try this. Wow. Wow, baller. Yeah. Because that was 10 years ago? 2006? No, that's... Even more. 18. Yeah. 
damn, a lot. My math's not good. <laughs> I but know, me dude, either. Our, my therapist, this is random. Our therapist was like, did a math completely wrong with a dead face the other day. And I was like, do I have to tell her that this is completely? I was like, is this okay? <laughs> I was with somebody yesterday and I said, we we're talking about Aquarius risings. And I was talking about how I, I think love. Paris Hilton's like the ultimate Aquarius. Mm. And I said, she's so tall. And this woman said to me, yeah, she's really tall. I think she's like six, seven. <laughs> she's like LeBron <laughs> like six seven and you're like mm. like mm-hmm. I just didn't even respond what's that, what's that I Paris kind of not to respond 100% <laughs> what's that Paris Hilton quote that's like just tell them yes and then do whatever you want or it's like she has this her. like iconic quote that's mm. like she's just, just say yes and do whatever you want she is iconic I saw her Literally. like Sophia Amoroso interviewed her mm-hmm. at the Girl Boss rally a few years mm-hmm. ago yep. and it was really cool was it good it was and I think a lot of people were confused that Paris Hilton was on stage and they saw her as the image she used to project yeah. herself as but she's a very smart businesswoman she picks and chooses kind of the persona, uh, persona or hologram she puts out there yeah. it's mm-hmm. like sometimes She's like Paris up here and like whatever. And then other times she's literally like in her boss, mm-hmm. like absolutely entrepreneurial vibe. It's very, I think it's all calculated and very oh, interesting. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah. In the best way. I what, had an ex who worked at MTV and he would take meetings with her and he was like, she doesn't talk like that in a meeting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> she's a grown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. But totally. I also understand the thing of putting that persona on mm-hmm. so that the criticism that comes towards you, you're like, it's cool because it's not me. That's yes. just a character. Yes. yes. Lauren Everett's Skinny Confidential does mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it is her, but it's also like a character so that you can kind of dissociate from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so hard because I feel like I need to make my character. Um, <laughs> with tapping. Choose your fighter. Yeah, literally choose my fighter. <laughs> Guys, what should my character be? I actually just started tapping in the past couple months, probably inspired by you and Natalia. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Uh, me too. It's, it's weird that it hasn't gotten bigger. Yeah, I think the wave is just about to crash. I agree. Like, we're mm-hmm. close. If I if I discovered it now, it's just not to toot my, but it's about to. <laughs> so when you discovered it, what was the journey with it? Did you believe in it? Like, can we also talk about what tapping is? Yeah. So tapping is essentially acupuncture with no needles. You're pressing on various points on your body, stimulating them with your hands, while at the same time talking through your resistance, your problem, or even just where you want to be and how you want to feel. When I first discovered it, I was extremely cynical. I was still really goth and didn't believe in it at all. But the boyfriend that I mentioned really nagged me into trying it and basically gave me an ultimatum. He was like, you're fucked up and you need to do something about it Mm -hmm. or I can't be with you anymore. Sure. And... So I was really cynical and I read about it and I watched a video and I remember thinking, I want to try this on something that's like a real physical issue so that I know for sure that I didn't just like think that it had worked. And I decided I would try it on my asthma symptoms. I started having asthma attacks when I was about 10 years old. Even as an adult, I would have to use my inhaler a few times a day. And one of the things that really triggered me was walking up a hill in the mornings when it was cold. So exercise plus cold air, I wouldn't be able to breathe. I'd have to use my inhaler. So I did this tapping this night, the first time I tried it and went to sleep and was like, okay, whatever. And woke up the next morning and didn't have to use my inhaler when I walked Mm. up the hill. And I thought, holy shit. Because 
if this technique can, I have goosebumps literally mm-hmm. talking about it. If this technique can change something about my physiology, then what other stories am I telling myself? What other limitations do I have that don't need to be real, mm. that don't need to be holding me back? And what I've discovered with tapping, which I've been doing, I mean, it must be like 16 years by now, is that you can change pretty much everything. It's just amazing. And it's so accessible because you don't need a practitioner. You don't need a tool. You don't need to book a session. Mm -hmm. Like you can do this on your own in a bathroom stall, in the back of an Uber. Yeah. It's, you know, no one's in this to like make a billion dollars. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, that you have the ability to heal yourself using your own body. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. You don't need anything else. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting when I do it, I didn't realize that a lot of the points that you're touching are related to specific emotions that might be stuck. Mm -hmm. So all the meridian points, like as an example, this is like shame and guilt. And then there's the different ones related to different emotions. So when you're bringing up the limiting belief or sort of the idea that you have about something to essentially rewire it, it's like you can touch on those points specifically and feel those emotions coming up. I did a body one like a week ago Mm. and I almost threw up. I was like literally like on this one, the shame and guilt. I was like sick. I was like, and I was like, this is working. If I'm feeling like a physical symptom of an emotion coming up that I'm essentially tapping and then rewiring. Yeah. I mean, tapping healed my eating disorder in one session. And when I did that, after I did the tapping, I was violently ill, like went to the bathroom and was throwing up. I was so, so sick. And then the next morning, my boyfriend said, do you want breakfast? And I was like, yeah. Wow. Whoa. Like it was a complete radical shift. How long had you had that? Like what was your journey with that? It had started when I was about 18 and lasted till I was 23. And it was interesting. When I was 13, I was really into self-harm. That was my coping mechanism. And then one day decided like, I'm not going to do that anymore. This isn't healthy for me. I'm going to stop. And swiftly switched coping mechanisms wow. for an eating disorder, but didn't realize it at the time. You know, it's it's really hard to connect those dots when you're in it. Were you able to get to the root of the, whether it was like the fear or the shame or the memory that memories that were at the root of your eating disorder or harming yourself? Was it through tapping that you did that or? It's a really good question. I think these things are always unfolding. Yeah. And because that tapping I did was such a long time ago, what I really remember about it was standing in my bathroom naked, looking myself in the eye in the mirror while I did the tapping, which is I really recommend for anything Mm -hmm. body image related because you literally cannot avoid your own gaze. Like you are radically truth telling Mm -hmm. in that moment. And mostly what I remember talking about was like you're saying the shame and the disgust and the guilt and the sadness that I felt in my body. I don't remember connecting it to anything historical mm-hmm. for me. Beautiful. But I think all of these things come from childhood trauma mm-hmm. and old stuff that we've witnessed. And I think realistically, we're all going to be uncovering those things until our last days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a beauty within tapping where there's a power in going to therapy and excavating and right. going to all the exiled parts and figuring out the stories and figuring out the situations where, you know, for me with eating, where it's like the time when, you know, my parents said this or the time when I witnessed this, and that's really beautiful and powerful. But sometimes it almost reaffirms Mm. the situation where you're like, well, my mom said that I'm only valuable if I'm thin or, you know what I mean? You kind of 
live in that story and journey. Mm -hmm. And it is nice with tapping because it's like you kind of, I want to say bypass, but it's not the word. It's like you're kind of just focusing on the belief as like a high level thing to bring it up. And then you're just kind of inputting the new belief Mm -hmm. rather than like going in and just going forever in the dark and just like going so into it. I agree. And to me, tapping is like pulling an emotional thorn from the body. And once you pull the thorn, then everything around it can heal. But as Mm -hmm. long as the thorn's in there, good luck. Mm -hmm. And I think that therapy can be so helpful for understanding what's going on or connecting some dots, but I just don't think it's enough. And I really believe in the power of somatic work, Mm -hmm. whether it's breath work, tapping, acupuncture, movement, whatever. Mm. I don't care what it is, as long as you're doing something with your body, Mm -hmm. because that's where you're holding your emotions, your trauma, your memories. They're actually not up here as much as we think Mm -hmm. they might be. Mm -hmm. Can you take us through kind of an example of, say, a limiting belief and how you would tap to affirm a new belief. Totally. So the format that I typically use is I'll start by focusing on the problem itself. Mm -hmm. So let's say the limiting belief is I'm obsessed with my phone. I can't stop looking at social media. Mm -hmm. So you'd start by talking about the fact that you're obsessed with your phone and you'd talk about maybe the habits around it, like it's the first thing I pick up in the morning and it's the last thing I look at at night. And then you might talk about how that makes you feel. So it makes me feel drained. It makes me compare myself. It makes me feel exhausted. It makes me feel bad about myself, et cetera. And then after that, you talk about how even though you're doing this thing and even though you're feeling this way, you deeply and completely love and accept and forgive yourself. Mm. And you do a few rounds of reaffirming that to yourself because once you accept something, then you can change it. But until you accept it and Mm. face it, you can't change anything. So you're accepting what is in order to move on. And then I'll start to move it upwards. So it's almost like a wave. We kind of go down into the depths of the problem. And then I start to pick it up where we talk about where do I want to go? So Mm. you might then say, instead of looking at my phone, I want to journal in the morning and I want to keep my phone in my bag when I'm with my friends and I want to spend more time on this or that or whatever. Mm. And so that's how you get to implant the new beliefs about where you want to go, what you want to do instead. And it's actually really easy. And people, when they're new to tapping, they're they're worried about doing it wrong or mm-hmm. what do I say? The truth is it doesn't really matter what you say. As long as you're honest with yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. can be complete nonsense, most of it. But as long as you're being honest and you're forgiving yourself and you're pointing yourself in the direction where you want to go, then you're you're golden. It's mm-hmm. easy. Beautiful. Yeah. And then you're tapping on the meridian point that is connected to kind of that feeling specifically, you, you or is can, that a... T- you uh, can do that. I like to tap through all the points because... Mm-hmm. When you tap them in sequence, they're doing various things. They're Mm -hmm. releasing shame and they're giving groundedness and they're bringing up your energy and they're making you feel motivated and reconnected to yourself. So when you tap all the points in sequence, there's a reason that they're in sequence. So it's side of the hand. Side of the hand is the first point, yep. And you tap the side of the hand when you're kind of establishing what the issue is. Mm. So if you don't totally know what you want to talk about, you tap here until you kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, when you tap here, you get clarity really quickly. Mm, So that's the first point. And then it's the top of the head, Mm -hmm. start of the eyebrow, temples, under eye, under nose, under mouth, collarbones, under your armpit where your bra strap would come around, Mm -hmm. and then your wrists together. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
So everyone kind of does it in a different way. So mm-hmm. I know that you tap with Brad Yates mm-hmm. and he starts here. Mm-hmm. I like to start on the top of the head. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense to me. Yeah, he goes here, here. I yeah. fucking love him. Brad is <laughs> he's great. like he's like top of the morning. He's like, sometimes we don't love ourselves fully. Today, we're going to have an amazing day. He's like, so I take full cute. responsibility for my well-being. <laughs> I'm literally obsessed. It's a really good he'll invitation. Like, he'll like go on location. He's like, I'm in Yosemite. And he'll like be like, let's start tapping. <laughs> he'll like so wear cute. like uniforms and like. He spoke at Vortex Fest in 2020 and he wore a pink shirt. Like it. he's just a legend. And he has such good, grounded, masculine energy, Have, like daddy energy. Yes. And, you know, he's been a, a featured expert in the Vortex like as long as we've had it. So he does live tapping sad. sessions with all our members. And... I think, you know, a lot of women have these really unhealthy relationships with like their father or father figure mm-hmm. and to spend time consistently with a man who just so is in integrity and kind and gentle, even just being around him is deeply healing. Oh, mm. yeah. And I just love thinking about like someone that's like my dad's age on YouTube, like making a graphic, <laughs> you know, that's like tapping into money. And he's like putting his face like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like and I could just his channel's growing right now, too, because mm-hmm. I've been kind of doing it for the past week. I was like, I bet he's so excited that his like channel's growing mm. and he's like doing his thing. He's so great. The girls in the vortex call him Tap Daddy. Fuck, oh, of course. Yes. So, Does he know that? He, oh yeah, he's he a has little, a T-shirt yeah. that he's says a little, Tap Daddy. <laughs> he's a little hot. There's like a part of him where I've seen old videos because it's like ten years of tapping. <laughs> They'll put a video. It's like literally, and I'm like, you're gonna. Hmm. He's like. I am hot. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. It's like if there was the Olympics of feeling good, I would go for gold. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. I just love him. What is um so people can really t- so it's tapping into any limiting belief, you would say. So you yeah. kind of go in the belief mm-hmm. that people have. Or would could people also go into a feeling? Like say you're at an event and you're like, I feel really uncomfortable. Absolutely. Could I tap mm-hmm. into that? Okay. Completely. Yeah. Okay. And well, you would basically tap in, pull the feeling up then rewire it by tapping on these various points in your body. Yeah. And then say how you want to feel. So it would be like, even though I'm anxious, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself. Even though my heart is beating quickly, even though I'm short of breath, even though I feel really hot, whatever Mm. your symptoms are. Yeah. You know, reaffirming that you love and accept and forgive yourself and then be like, I'm safe where I am. I'm going to have a good time. I don't need to meet everyone in the room. Maybe I can just hang out with one person and I can Mm. call it a win. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and you really want to talk to yourself like you're talking to your inner child. I think that's a really good directive for people who are new to tapping. If they're like, I don't know what to say, be like, well, talk to your five year old self. What does she need to yeah. hear? And that makes it so easy. I think the key is I deeply and completely love and accept myself, mm-hmm. love, accept, and forgive myself. I think those are the words Powerful. that mm, word are magic. really so part of it. It is mm-hmm. word magic. We had an interview with the founder of IFS, which is Internal Family Systems. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of that same thing. It's like going to those parts of you, the limiting belief parts of you, or the parts of you that have or hold that belief and just being like, oh my God, I hear you. I love you. Mm. And I'm not going to abandon you. Because mm-hmm. I think we're talking to ourselves all the time. We're like, I feel uncomfortable, or I feel sad, or I feel these things. How can we acknowledge that part of us? Would you say that tapping, though, was like your first gateway into the self-development, personal growth world and, and creating a life that you live now? 
Definitely. I was always really interested in self-help. When I was about 18, I had a job at a university bookstore. I was a fiction book buyer. I don't know how I got this job. And it was amazing. Cool. I would like And you were goth still. I was so goth. Okay. And I would sit at cafes with book reps and we'd just mm. talk about books for like two hours. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll have five of those. And I don't know how I got this job. Anyway, I hated working there and I would spend a lot of time just like slowly browsing through the stacks. And I was always looking at, you know, Louise Hay and Tony Robbins, who are kind of considered to be my spiritual parents Mm -hmm. and loved their stuff. But I had so many limitations and boundaries and pieces of armor that you can say affirmations all day. But if, you know, if you're not getting it into your body, they're not really doing that much. Like they're nice to hear but it's not really sinking in. Yeah. And so tapping was definitely the thing that, I mean, it completely changed my life. It was, my best analogy is when Dorothy walks out of her house that's just crash landed and it goes from black and white to full Technicolor. Mm-hmm. And Glinda's there and some fucking whatever. They're not Oompa Loompas, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever they are. <laughs> Everywhere. Are they Oompa Loompas? Or? I think no, they no, are. that's Charlie Munchkins. and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, They're Munchkins. Munchkins. Yeah. Same thing, we different world. love them you too much. <laughs> that's what it felt like, literally. Yeah. And I healed my eating disorder and my depression. I went to Burning Man. I saw all these weirdos like living their best life. And I was like, you know what? If they can do that shit, I can do it too. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, there's there's something, and I'm curious if you experience this, where you almost feel like you're on the outside of the potential of your life where you're mm. like, why can't yeah. I experience that? Or, God, you know, yes. and, and it's such a, yeah, it's so heartbreaking, you know, but once you were on the other side and really experiencing your life in that vibrant way, I suppose what started to happen in like the physical sense, mm. you know, like what did you start to manifest Mm -hmm. and experience because you were so, it's almost like you were expecting it, looking for it because those beliefs lined up. Mm. So I think that's the coolest thing about healing is it's almost like you're pulling out these Jenga pieces and then everything around your life starts to shift. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those changes can be uncomfortable and sometimes they can be great. So shortly after I started tapping, I would say within the following six months, I moved to Australia mm-hmm. and from New Zealand. From New Zealand, mm-hmm. I went to Burning Man in the middle, which is a very long way of getting to <laughs> Australia. <laughs> and I tried getting a job in a clothing store, and they wouldn't hire me. And I took it as like a sign from the universe that mm-hmm. it was time to do what I really wanted to do. And I'd always wanted to start a magazine, but I didn't have any money. And I thought I'm going to start a blog, and if it's good, then we'll start a magazine. And so that exploded. It got huge. Within a few months, I had a column in Cosmopolitan Magazine Australia, like the whole back page. People would like yell my name on the street because they'd seen photos of me in this back page of Cosmopolitan. I went to New York for a blogger lunch with Louis Vuitton. Like it was insanity. But it wasn't just the kind of like glamorous, fun things. I called my dad after I'd done some tapping on our relationship and I said, hey, I know that things with us have been rocky, but I am ready to change that. And like, I love you and I forgive you. And I think that we should just have a new relationship. And my father told me that after he got off the phone with me, he looked at my mother and said, I don't know who that was, but that was someone different. Mm -hmm. And our relationship completely changed after that. And he really became one of my closest friends and 
most trusted advisors, where previously he just annoyed the shit out of me and I didn't want anything to do with him. Mm. So it wasn't just like, yeah, I created a great business and I moved to New York City and all those things. It was also I healed my relationship with my parents and just started growing the confidence that I needed to do all these big things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But you're so right. That feeling of being on the outside of your own life is so painful. And we really shame ourselves so much for feeling that and we don't know what to do. And for anyone that's experiencing that, then I just think I can't recommend somatic work highly enough, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. You know, jumping jacks in the morning while you yell affirmations, mm-hmm. like anything. Yes. But you have to use your body. It's not about your mind. Yes. Yeah. We had a membership live hang yesterday and we were dancing and I, we were like done. And I was like, this is the most spiritual thing that you can do mm-hmm. to move energy, to dance, to mm-hmm. be in joy, mm-hmm. to be in movement in your body. Like never forget the like simplicity of spirituality and the simplicity mm-hmm. of being and feeling good. So for me and part of my journey of like building my life and becoming who I am was actually the beginning of my awakening was like, I was very much head down working mm-hmm. and I wasn't really focused on enjoying my life as much as I was building my life, Yeah, which served its purpose. But now I'm so much focused on feeling joy. Do you think during that time when you were sort of making this transition, were you feeling really good and that's why you were building so much? Or were you just so focused on the life you wanted to create that that's what was happening? I would say I was really enjoying my life, Mm -hmm. but I was also obsessed with what I was doing. And I told you guys before we started recording, when I started my blog, I was writing five blog posts a day because I I was so excited. I had so much to say. Mm. But I also, and you guys know this, when you start a business, it's like spiritual boot camp. So every day I was writing a list of the limiting beliefs that were coming up and I was tapping them out. Wow. Mm. Which is what happens when you're putting yourself out there. Who's going to give a shit? Who's going to pay me to do this? Should I get an office job? I suck. I'm never going to be good enough, et cetera. Wow, that's a beautiful practice. Yeah, and clearing that stuff out on a daily basis. You're really like, if if your mind is a ship, you're like washing the decks Mm -hmm. every morning so that you can get clarity and you can actually act on the things you're dreaming about. Mm -hmm. But when you're like, oh, I'm full of doubt, I don't know, I suck, I'm comparing myself, you're not going to take any action. Mm -hmm. And my experience is that it's beliefs first, action second, and then results. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't work the other way around. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of my experience of knowing and loving myself more and awakening was my time with myself. Mm. Were you, because I know you mentioned it in your new book, Magnetic Mindset, which is so incredible. But what have you learned is the value of being with yourself through these processes. I think community is so important, but what have you learned about being with yourself, that alone time? It's everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if everyone else is like this, but if I'm around other people all the time, I find it hard to know what I think and feel about things. Yes. Yes. And that might be a human design, open center, whatever-ness, but I really need to be by myself Mm -hmm. to get clarity. And I'm an only child and I'm... I love to be alone. It's it's never been something that bothered me. So I think that's a blessing. Mm. But really, you know, it is very important to have community and to have people that understand what you're going through. And when you are healing, it can be so lonely 
because all your friends that you used to go to the bar with or whatever, like you don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have community, but really you need that time and space. So you just know how you think. And for me, journaling is a really powerful and important practice. I don't know how I feel about life mm-hmm. until I start writing. Do you give yourself a prompt, a question, or is it just free writing? It's just free writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever comes up, whatever feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And sometimes what doesn't feel good, like I'm mm-hmm. complaining about this or that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's wild to see on the paper when you kind of like are venting or complaining about things, which is so real and true. But mm. it's also like, oh, that's the energy that I'm currently swirling in. Right. You know, so it's good to see it on paper mm-hmm. to kind of feel and separate from that for a moment. Totally. But sometimes I'll like flick back to the beginning of a journal and it's like I was still complaining about that. I was complaining about that shit in January. Mm-hmm. So it's time to do something else. Yes. It's yes. so important too when you have relationships that reflect that back to you, mm-hmm. you know, that are able to be like, huh, this is a theme. Yes. Like, yeah. I was on a walk with a friend the other day and she kept bringing up this concept or idea of like, Eastern and Western, how it feels like there's such a push-pull between Eastern and Western, how, you know, the Western is like more the medical system, like more pharmaceuticals, and then Eastern would be more like natural holistic. And she she's brought it up before. She's like, I just feel this pull. I'm like, I have to be honest, I don't feel that at all in my life. Mm. Like, when did you start to feel like there was a separation? And it's provided us a beautiful opportunity for her to work through that without that reflection of me being like, actually, that's not something I experience at all. I don't feel like that's a belief that you've brought up many times. Where did that come from? And like, what could we do about sort of working that? But if you don't have mirrors or people that are doing Mm -hmm. that for you, your journal can also do that for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think journaling is so important because you're like, okay, do I want to quit this job? Do I want to not be with this person? Do I want to you know, change this? If you look back at your journal seven months ago and it's still saying the same thing, you can kind of know- Mm -hmm what's going on and what you need to change and fix. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you started to tap, you moved to New York, the blog was popping off and you were really working on doing a lot of the reprogramming with EFT. When did manifestation work come in? Like when were you like, okay, this tapping is working or is tapping part of the manifestation? So I see them as two things that work really beautifully together because you you want to manifest something, but you say to yourself, well, I'm not worth it. I can't mm-hmm. have it. I've never seen anyone that looks like me get this thing. My family, if I get this thing, are they going to disown me? Am, are they going to feel bad about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to want this? There's so much stuff that comes up. So to me, they're the perfect complement. And I feel that as I started tapping, I just started manifesting even without really thinking about it, you know? But I had always been in that world. I was always into like Louise Hay and Sark and all those people who talk a lot about what do you want and where do you want to go? And my mother taught me that too when I was growing up. So it was Mm -hmm. always kind of part of what I'd grown up with. Mm -hmm. So they really do work closely together. Mm -hmm. When did you become aware of the concept of manifestation? Was there a manifestation that was big and kind of hit you in the face and you're like, oh, because... I think that way now disappeared or what was that like for you? I feel like I've known about manifestation Mm -hmm. since I was a really young child. Mm -hmm. But I'd say probably the first thing that I thought would count as a manifestation was moving to New York City, Mm -hmm. which was very much an against all odds kind of a moment because I was 24 years old. I had no money. I moved there with two suitcases. I didn't know anyone and I just made it work. Mm -hmm. But I had always wanted to live in New York and people would always say, why did you want to move to New York? And I would tell them, 
because I really loved Ghostbusters when I was a child. (laughs) So basically, ever since I saw Ghostbusters, I have been planning to move to New York. And in fact, when I was about 13, I remember going to the public library in New Zealand and going to the travel section and pulling all these books on New York City and writing lists of like where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, the sites I wanted to see. I don't know where that journal is these days, but I was always planting the seeds of what Mm. I wanted to do. Yeah, planting the seeds. It's interesting how culturally, when I was at a retreat in Italy, there was someone there and she was Danish. And she was talking about how so much of her childhood was watching American TV shows. Yeah. And she's like, was asking me so many questions. Was so She's like, California, Sunset Boulevard, like talking about all these <laughs> You're things. Like, mm. And you forget how culture a lot of times is pre- like the West predicates a lot of culture mm. because of TV, because of sort of the energy that we have where people all over the world are watching housewives. They're watching mm-hmm. all these things. And it's like another example where you were someone that lived across the world and was like, New York City has this energetic frequency that I'm being called mm. to or has this like medicine for me that I have. Was there ever a point in New York where you felt like you weren't sure? Was it just sky's the limit from there? Like, did you just kind of move completely up from starting to tap or did you have like a a rock bottom moment ever? Hmm. New York to me is like the, the land of infinite potential. And I loved that feeling that you could go around a corner and something wild could happen that Mm -hmm. would change your life. And I felt pretty, I mean, I'm a human, so it'd have ups and downs. Mm -hmm. But I felt pretty consistently good there until I decided I was going to leave. And the only reason I left was, well, not the only reason. I got sick of, like, jumping over rats and stuff. I found that (laughs) upsetting. I kind of love seeing it. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's a whole culture that we can't see. There's a whole world. Yeah. (laughs) But... um, I got to a point in my business where I felt like I was working a lot and I was making a lot of money and my quality of life was terrible. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. I mm-hmm. was like, I make good money and I'm working so much and I'm still takes five hours for me to get groceries on mm-hmm. the weekends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I've left New York, like I'm glad I started in New York and then moved to California because mm-hmm. I think if I'd done it the other way, that would have been hard. Yeah. The work ethic in New York really was great for me. And like the energy and the hustle yeah. was amazing for me. But I sometimes look at people who are in New York who are still there. And I know what it's like to live in New York because mm-hmm. I lived there for 10 years. And it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. you know that if you moved, you could have a way better life. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where, and I guess it's because I'm getting older, but I got to the point where I was like, the things that I'm here for, I don't want to do them. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. So I don't need to be mm-hmm. here anymore. Totally. You know? Totally. I love how places like kind of, there's there's that nature of, there's a very specific time you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And yes. then they will kind of facilitate the transition out, whether mm-hmm. in like big ways, annoying ways, um, yeah. or just like little nudges. So when you moved to California, what was... What was like the theme of that next season? Did you feel, yeah, I'm just curious. The theme of that next season was moved into this little house in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. which was so adorable. And it was so exciting to have my own house. It Mm -hmm. had like a garden and a garage and a Mm. porch. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And an actual kitchen? Like, wow, really? And this the theme was I got there and had so much time that it actually made me anxious. Yeah. And I remember calling a friend and saying, 
there's too much time here. Like, I don't know how to fill all of this time. And I decided that instead of just like, you know, taking on a million new projects and working myself to death, I would start to seed a new belief. And the new belief was the more fun I have, the more money I make. Mm, Love that. And then that became my new reality. Mm. But that wasn't something that was even a thought that was available to me when I was in New York City because the frequency there is so different. Mm -hmm. And what you're surrounded by is so different. And people in California are like professionally casual. Mm -hmm. Like it really facilitates that kind of energy. Yes. In New York, if you say something like that, they probably think you're insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that I'm, I live in New York now. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I, I used to live in New York prior to being in LA for seven years Mm. and kind of going back now with having drank the kind of LA, California energy of like, we take our time. It's a little bit slower, more expansive, just, yeah, enjoying life a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like fun to kind of not be in that frequency of like, go, 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 do, 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 mm. must be. It, like the contrast kind of excites me where I'm like, I can hold yes. I can hold my pose with how I like, like my pace. I love that. You're which in is your interesting. own energetic lane. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very different because I used to be swept up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I moved from New York in 2018 and Mm -hmm. up until about three months ago, had no desire to go back. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a place where I think it would be fun to go back for a week Mm -hmm. and just soak it up and then leave again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh, so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy, Okay, and it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. Overnight, you can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti aging body balm. Yeah. I mean, hello. Silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code a 30pod a 30pod for 10% off okay small daily actions 
(sighs) they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving. Uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, Oh, I recommend seed their DSO one daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about seeds? So seeds patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door, to when you put it in your body, all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They are the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. With manifestation, part of that is feeling good. So mm-hmm. that's when you're talking about having fun. What's the relationship between feeling good, having fun, feeling good is your job. How does that work with manifestation? Okay. It's really everything. And people, when they are working on manifesting things, they get confused because they don't see any physical proof that it's happening. And the example that I like to give is, say you meet the love of your life, You don't know that you're going to meet that person that day. You have no idea, right? It just happens. And manifesting is the same way. You might see like little signs maybe, but generally, no, it Mm -hmm. just appears, right? And my experience is that as long as I'm feeling good about something, as long as my, when I think about it, I'm focused on the abundance of the thing, what the thing is going to feel like versus the absence of the thing and the scarcity, and how I don't have it yet, Mm -hmm. as long as I'm focused on the abundance, then the thing is coming. Mm -hmm. And that's always the way. And I think we let our doubt like take us over. And the only way that manifesting fails, quote unquote, is when you let your doubt control you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it really is feeling good. Mm -hmm. And feeling good is your job is something I've been saying for a long time. And it doesn't mean that if you feel a negative emotion, quote unquote negative emotion, Mm -hmm. that you push it aside, you ignore it, you deny it. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you feel everything so that you can get back to feeling good faster. 
I've been on a real journey the last year of learning to feel my emotions because for a long time, I really only did want to feel those good ones. I'm a Virgo. I'm not into it. Like, no, I just want to feel good so I can get things done. But I've really discovered that when I allow myself to actually feel the depths of the shittiness, then I can get out the other side much faster rather Mm -hmm. than pretending it's not happening. What does that look like in actuality? Like, does that look like taking time? Does that look like if you feel it going to the bathroom, like what, what's that process? Because I think we talk about that a lot. We're like, feel the feelings. Mm. But I don't think people actually know what that means or how to do it. Yeah. Mm. For me, it means I notice the feeling and then I do something. So I journal about it. I give myself permission to take the day off and not work at all. That's something I've been doing a lot recently. Mm. Man, it really helps. Mm. No pressure, no shame, no guilt, right? Really helps you move through a feeling. I will go sit in front of the mirror with a box of tissues and tap through it. I will take a bath and just like feel what I'm feeling. Anything like that for me where I just allow myself to be in the energy of it. Sometimes I'll do some breath work and like clear some stuff out. I might do some hypnosis. But the idea is not... I'm trying to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. The idea is I'm trying to feel it as deeply as possible, which when you first start doing that is terrifying because you're like, oh my God, where's the bottom? But I think there's a study that physiologically we can only feel an emotion for 90 seconds. So it's actually not going to last forever. And the way I like to visualize it is if you were like, I don't know, at the front of the Titanic with Kate and Jack, you, no, Rose and Jack, and you, there's like a storm coming, you lash yourself to the mast and the huge waves of the emotions and you just fucking stay there and you let them spray you, but then they subside and you can take yourself down from the mast and you can go back to living your life. But we really have to let ourselves feel those things and give ourselves permission. Mm -hmm. And I had a post-it note on my computer. I still have it actually. And it says something like, I completely accept and forgive the part of me that wants to protect me from feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The manager. The manager. Because that guard is there for a reason. Because when you were a child, it Mm -hmm. discovered that it was too dangerous to feel those things. It wasn't allowed to. Mm -hmm. So you have to work with that part of you that is holding yourself away from them. Mm -hmm. What's your, do you know your North Node? Which one is the one that you're like your home zone? South Node, right? South Node. Mm -hmm. South Node, Sagittarius, North Node, Gemini. Mm. Yeah. What's your moon? I am a Sagittarius moon. Same. Yeah. Cap. Are you, do you have cap anywhere? No, I don't. But mm. I have like a Sagittarius stellium. Wow. And Leo, totally... Venus, and Mars. Got wow. it. What's your rising? Aquarius. Got cool. it. It's a wild, <laughs> it's a wild mashup, man. Dan, honestly. <laughs> this gets better and better. Dang. Yeah. So, um, so feeling the feeling. And then within manifestation, there is contrast too. Totally. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Why that's important and what people can do when they're experiencing contrast? Mm. Contrast is a gift, even though it doesn't feel like it, because it's giving you clarity. And without the contrast, so when we say contrast, we mean something that we don't enjoy. Someone cuts you off in traffic. Some guy cheats on you. You know, you look in the mirror and you have a big pimple in the middle of your forehead, whatever. Contrast is instruction. It's just showing you what you don't want. And without the contrast, you kind of don't know. And nobody wants to experience contrast, but when your life is all just like smooth sailing all the time, it gets really boring and you get really complacent. Mm -hmm. And that little bit of grit of contrast is what inspires us to reach for more, learn more, try new things and evolve. Mm -hmm. So it's really a positive thing, even though you may not enjoy it in the moment. How do you catch those moments of contrast and 
transform them into something not transform, but I think the mind, like I'll catch myself in some contrast and I allow the feeling I'm feeling within the contrast to kind of take over. Mm -hmm. So are you tapping this out or how do you kind of grab it and like, wow, this is an opportunity, (laughs) you know? Well, for me, journaling really helps because it helps me to be super objective about what's going Mm -hmm. on and also reminds me, if I flick back a few pages, I didn't feel that way a few days ago. So that reminds me too that the feelings are impermanent. They come and go. But then tapping for sure, like even though I feel frustrated, even though I feel resistance, even though this isn't working the way I want it to. And when you're doing that tapping, you might be talking about the difficulty of that moment and what it's feeling like. And you may not know where you want it to go because you're so in the resistance that you're like, what? And you feel really blocked. But once you're reaffirming that you love and accept and forgive yourself, you'll find that that will shift. And that's the coolest thing about tapping is there really is that undeniable moment where it does like something clicks and like the clouds move and you're like, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you know where to take it and Mm -hmm. you know what to do. Do you subscribe to specific manifestation more general focusing on the feeling like what is your what is your style I think it really depends on your human design and and like Mm -hmm. what works for you I have a friend who will take a photo of herself in the outfit and put it on the vision board you know she and she's like it has to be exactly this I'm a non-specific manifester but I'll do things like I I have a vision of what I want and I like to practice something called collective manifestation, which essentially is I'm going to tell as many fucking people as I can about this thing that I want. Wow. I love that. So in 2020, I got this tattoo of a pink Lamborghini on my arm. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I got it because I was like, now I have to buy this car. Mm -hmm. And... I would be going about my day and people would say, what's that tattoo? And I would kind of have forgotten about it. And I would be like, oh, it's my next manifestation. And when I first started telling people that, I felt embarrassed. But the more I told them, the more I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm brave. I'm courageous. This took a lot to do. Like, go for it. And I would put it on my Instagram about this car and how I wanted it. And then people would start to send me videos or pictures. Like, I saw this car today and I thought of you, blah, blah, blah. And... So for me, it's about just getting really excited about something. Mm -hmm. And something that I would do was listen to a video of a Lamborghini going around a track. And I'd like close my eyes and just imagine myself in this car. And then I'd look at like paint samples and blah, blah, blah. Like you have to immerse yourself as Mm -hmm. much as possible. And, you know, in old school manifesting, they talk about acting as if. But I like to think of it as like living the fantasy. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Like I bought a Lamborghini baseball cap fucking like three years ago, way before <laughs> I was ready. Because I was like, yes, bitch, like I'm going to buy the hat. Yes. And in mm-hmm. fact, when I bought, I bought, okay, I got my driver's license when I was 36. So really late. I just moved to Los Angeles. And I decided I wanted my first car to be a white Range Rover with a white interior. And I was mm-hmm. really excited about it. And I went to the Gucci outlet and bought these. They're actually in my tote bag in the other room. These purple velvet bedazzled loafers. And I showed them to my dad on FaceTime. And he was like, what the fuck are those? And I was like, they're my driving shoes. And he said, <laughs> but like, you, you don't, don't even have, have a car yet. You don't even have a license. You've been practicing in like someone's Prius, like doing lessons. <laughs> and I was like, yes, but I'm setting the table wow. for the experience. 
And then I went and bought the car and I wore the shoes and the car and it was beautiful. Wow. So build the the fantasy around the thing. Like, mm-hmm. what are the little elements? Like, okay, maybe you can't afford the car today, but like, what shoes are you going to wear in that car? Mm-hmm. Can you buy like the bedazzled number plates around? Like, you know, what's going to get you excited about this? Sure. And just start making those little steps towards mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Yeah, it's like the co-creation. You know, we were talking to Gay Hendricks and it's about this kind of concept of like creativity is the co-creation. Oh, so yeah. how can you add the creativity of co-creating with God's source universe this life. For people that listen and they kind of think about manifestation maybe as something that's materialistic Mm. or they kind of have an idea of manifestation that feels like it is, yeah, materialistic or selfish where they're just kind of don't, they see it as something that maybe isn't for them. Like, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, the truth is that you're manifesting all the time. You know, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're putting your attention on, you're getting more of, kind of like the Instagram algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always doing it and you get to choose what you want to attract into your life, whether that's love or fulfilling work or a cool car or a designer handbag or whatever. What you start to realize is if you do have a tendency towards the shiny like me um, and you are a bit of a magpie, you, after you've had a few of those things, you start to realize that they don't actually mean anything and they don't make a difference. And it's exciting up until the point that you get the bag and you walk out of the store and then you're like, oh, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? You know, it, the, it doesn't last very long. But in terms of, you know, say you want to manifest a lucrative business or more clients or something, mm-hmm. there's a way of thinking about it and being greedy. Like, yeah, I just want to have lots of money and I, I want to show people that I'm powerful or whatever. But you can also think about it as if I am abundant, how many more people can I help? Mm-hmm. What else can I do? What can? How much bigger can my influence be? Because the truth is that to really impact the world, you need cash and you need influence. And that's kind of an undeniable mm-hmm. fact, you know? You mm-hmm. need some attention, and it usually takes money to get some attention. I've manifested a lot of beautiful things, and they're lovely, but they don't mean anything. Like, if someone said to me, you can have your cars and your house and your wardrobe or your dog. It's my dog every mm-hmm. time. You don't even think about it, you know? And those are the things that I'm most proud of manifesting. It's like this beautiful dog, my relationship, my work, like my team. I fucking love my team. They're so amazing. And the more successful I am, the more people I can hire, the more people we can then reach with what we do. So yes, it's selfish if you use it that way. I really think that manifesting just like money makes you more of who you are. Mm -hmm. So what's your heart and what does your heart really want? It gives Mm. you more ability to do that. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of people work through like the egoic manifestation before they get to the point where they're like, okay, now I'm going to do it for the soul. Mm. But I think, you know, for you you knew your gifts and that's how, when you know your gifts, you're able to help the world with them. And I think that's where a lot of people are stuck where they start to manifest and they start with the egoic manifestations of like wanting the car, the outfits, the purse, whatever it is. Mm. And then because they actually probably don't know their gifts of how they can serve and help the world. Mm -hmm. And so once you know how you can serve or help the world, then you're able to really hone in on like, how can I make the biggest impact? How can I support the most people? And then the the universe is able to give you the money and all of the tools and resources to do that. Mm. How would you say people could find their purpose or like their calling in life? Mm. I think that your purpose is just to have a good time. Mm. My purpose, I think it's still 
unraveling. I think it's still making itself known. When I started tapping and then my blog, I started my blog because I didn't want to wear black clothing anymore and I was having such a fun time wearing color and I just wanted to share that with people. And the first article I ever wrote was called Fashion Help for Recovering Goths. And it was about... I fucking love mm, that. It was about... Mm. Still love it. it was about how to incorporate color into your wardrobe if you wore black all day and you were scared of color. And it was really just me being very enthusiastic and wanting to share that oh. with people. And I didn't know that tapping was my gift. It was something I'd found and that was working for me. And I eventually started sharing about it. And I share about it now much more than I did in the beginning. I had a fashion blog for like five years, you know, before I switched to being more about self-help and then more specifically into tapping. So these things are always changing. And if you are curious, like, why am I here? What are my gifts? For me, it's always about going back to your childhood. What did you love doing as a kid? And for me, it was writing short stories, which I would like, you know, staple the pages together. I'd draw a barcode on the back. Like literally what I did here is, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been doing that since I was a little kid. I would walk around with a tape recorder and make fake radio stations with lots of accents. And I would make videos on a camcorder. Literally, that's what I do today. It's just pointed in a specific Mm -hmm. direction. And who it's pointed at is like myself five years ago, 10 years ago. Yep. It makes it really simple. What you loved doing as a child, you will never, that will never change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. always that. Like, what did you guys love doing when you were kids? Ooh, pranks. <laughs> <laughs> I liked playing pranks on people. Um, <laughs> I yeah. love nature camp. Mm-hmm. Mm. I loved like creating little worlds. I loved performing, mm-hmm. singing, dancing, yeah. just kind of like creating my own little reality of Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I yeah, love that. I loved making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I love to do. And if you look at these things, like there's a thread of that in what mm-hmm. you do now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. This is mostly a trauma response. But <laughs> <laughs> um, listening and holding space. and <laughs> <laughs> A lot of women listening are wanting to find their person, find yeah. their partner, yeah. find the one. Yeah. Would love to hear just about, not necessarily that it's the one, but... Just finding an aligned partnership that really Mm. is supportive on all levels. Mm. Um, Sometimes we focus on the one thing where we're like, yes, he or she has to be this or they have to do this for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like your journey with that and what you would recommend. God, how much time you got? I know, truly. (laughs) So I've been married before and divorced. Mm -hmm. And um, how old were you? I got married when I was 26. In New York? Yep. It lasted four years. So right up to my satin return. Wow. And then we got divorced and I got a boob job and I published my book and I was like, cool, let's party. Yes, Um, baby. (laughs) And I I love to reframe divorce for people as I think that's a win. Staying in something that's not working for you. You're not teaching anyone any good lessons. Live your fucking life, honey. And actually, the thing that really helped me with that was... I was married and I was really needing guidance on should I stay or should I go? And I went to Tulum for an astrology retreat and I was like, I'm going to find my answer here. And I got to this retreat and all the women were divorced and they were all living their best lives. And I was like, okay, cool. That's it. Wow. Wow. So after that, I dated a lot. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, continued dating, but realized after going out with a 
so-called sober alcoholic who was not sober. <laughs> in LA? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That I was just dating the same man mm-hmm. with a different face. Mm. What was that? It was a guy who had a substance abuse problem, was intimidated by my success, just a whole fleet of <laughs> issues, really. And I put myself on a dating sabbatical for six months and I said, I'm not going to date anyone. I'm going to focus on my work and I'm going to work through what's going on with me. I went to a relationship therapist. I did a lot of tapping. I Mm -hmm. took a lot of classes and courses, cleaned up my attachment style, did all of that. And then shortly thereafter, I... Actually, one of the women at the astrology retreat was Dina Manzo, who's now Dina Canton, who was a real housewife of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Dina. She's amazing. Very She's witchy. blonde, right? She's blonde. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a killer. She was New Jersey. Yeah. She was dope. She's mm-hmm. not on it. She was only like two seasons. Yeah. She's in Orange County now, like yeah. living an amazing, relaxed goddess life. Yes. But we'd stayed in contact ever since that retreat. And she posted about a love spell that she had done. And I was like, I need the details on this love spell. So she sent me one. And the love spell was there was some oils and crystals and you take a bath and you visualize this person. And then there was a scroll where you write down all of their qualities that you want them to have. So I did that. I think I did this spell on, it was like the new moon or something in Leo maybe. So it was August and I met my man on September 30th. And he has every single quality on the list. Mm. No questions. And it's also one of the most challenging relationships I've ever been in because he sees my bullshit and he won't let me get away with it. Mm. Give an example. He's a Pisces. He feels everything. I'm a Virgo. Oh. I don't want to feel Us shit. Virgo Pisces are... I'm a Virgo and my fiance is a Pisces. I'm it's a Pisces, tough. baby. She's a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to feel all that. But... It's been very enlightening. Yeah. And he's an amazing, amazing man. And I'm very mm-hmm. blessed to have him in my life. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. And then I wrote a book about it. So after I wrote this book, I wrote a book called Hologram Heart, which was my concept. This is at the beginning of 2020 was I'm going to go on 100 dates and figure out how to make a relationship work. So he was date number 52. And so the first half of the book is about dating and like how to do it, how to do an online dating profile, how to get aligned, how to get your energy right. And the second half of it is like, how the fuck do you make this work with someone? So did you stop after you met him? Yeah. I met him and I was like, I'm good. Like it doesn't get better Mm -hmm. than this. The sabbatical is really interesting. I think a powerful point in that process, because I think when you're even it's in the words, when you're looking for someone, Mm. there is that energy outside of self. And then we kind of neglect the pieces that might be subconsciously calling in or drawing in not what you want to experience in a relationship. So that, yeah, that feels like a very, very potent part of your journey on them. I really recommend that to anyone who's struggling Mm -hmm. with dating because the other thing that it does for you is six months of spending time with yourself and your friends, you'll realize your life is fucking dope and you'll meet someone and they're not adding to it. You'll be like, I don't need this. Yes. Mm -hmm. It makes it much easier to notice what is not a fit. Powerful. It gives you a lot of discernment. Mm -hmm. And then of course, my book after that is The Venus Codes, which is about how do you stay in your feminine when you're a high functioning woman with a business and you actually want to have a relationship with some polarity. Mm. So that's like the next journey for me is Mm. figuring that out. 
Wow. So you wrote that book already? I'm working on it right now. Okay. We're like five chapters in. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait. That'll mm. be, that's very powerful. With the dating, what was something you learned about dating or dating profiles when you were going on 52 dates? Oh my God. I mean, how tiring. Wow. It, was, it wasn't that bad. I was like two dates a week for a year is 100 dates. Like you can do it. You kind of get a structure down. You have an outfit, you know, you, 100%. et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I went on a mm. date with a guy who like managed a Balenciaga shop who proposed to me on the first date. Like just no shit way. was wild, wild. <laughs> but the thing that's really interesting was after I took that sabbatical, I attracted totally different men. Mm. They all were like, let me cook for you. Like, let me look after you. Whereas previously I was attracting these men that really wanted me to like mother them and like do shit for them. And I don't know whether that was them or me or both, probably a combination, but it really cleaned up what was going on. Wow. Yeah. I post you on the first date. Like, bro. Who has that worked kinda, for? Wow. Who has that worked for? I mean, I don't know. That is like... Let's just, <laughs> what did you do? what did you say? I just, just need to know. I think I just laughed. How, how do you how do you get in bed by nine if you're going on two dates a week? <laughs> that would be my thing. I'm like uh, coffee. <laughs> yeah, just have like afternoon coffee dates. Mm-hmm. I'm such a. I mean, me being a Pisces and just the way that I am, I'm too like ooey gooey. If I had that much energy yeah. a month, I would blow up. I was like militant about it. I yeah. think you know, it's kind of like a production line. Yeah. But it was, I was kind of bolstered by the fact that I felt that I was doing it for my audience sure. and that helped yeah. me keep doing mm-hmm. it when I'd be like, oh my God, not another idiot. I went on a date with a Capricorn, obviously, who after our dinner, I texted and said, hey, I had a great time with you. I don't think it's a match, but I'm happy to like mm-hmm. be friends. And he literally texted and was like, can we get on the phone for a debrief? <laughs> That's amazing. Capricorn. That's amazing. Did you do it? Yes. I love that, actually. I actually love that. Why not? And then when you were honest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, I appreciate it. Cool. But the thing was, you know, he wanted me to give him critique. And mm. I didn't want to give him critique because the way he is is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And will be perfect for the woman that's right for him. So I didn't want to be like, well, you're too gentle for me. Because mm-hmm. that's just shitty feedback. Yes. It's yeah. not useful. Yes. You know? That's yes. so true. I like that. That would be like the beginning of Awareness. his Joker era. <laughs> it's like too gentle. He's like too gentle. <laughs> just like goes fucking crazy. What about dating profiles? What would be tips you'd give for women that are dating for their dating profiles? Talk about what you enjoy and how you want to feel in your Love the, that. the the you know the written part of it I would always say something about how I love a man that cooks so they'll all text you and be like can I make you dinner fuck yes you can <laughs> yes. absolutely you can and I think with photos like don't use too much filtering on your photos mm-hmm. you want like a photo of you with someone else it shouldn't all be mm-hmm. selfies mm-hmm. you need a full body photo because if you're looking for a man they're really visual they mm-hmm. need to see what you look like mm-hmm. one of the biggest mistakes people make is they lead with what they don't like and don't want you know yeah no time wasters no this no that blah 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 like i don't need a text friend yeah yeah nobody wants to hear this and yeah. uh-huh. you have to go into it like my heart's never been broken i'm open mm-hmm. i'm available for love like let's go write mm-hmm. it from that place and if you don't know how to do that like do some tapping do some meditation and like get into it mm-hmm. 
don't don't check your messages or write your profile when you're not in a good mood, mm -hmm. which is also my advice for being on social media. Don't post when you're in a bad mood. People can feel your energy. That's an energetic exchange. Yes. A trillion percent. Yes. yes. People kind of like it when I'm in a mood. <laughs> like that's when I get the most. Really? But, yeah, but I feel like you're being vulnerable. So yeah. it's like that. Or if I'm being just very like, I feel something. Mm. It's just the feeling. Is there, yeah. a, you know, is there a feeling of intensity. Okay, so how do we be a high vibe honey? <laughs> what, is, what is a high vibe honey? High vibe honey is just a really cute name for my community. Mm. So we tap every Sunday on Zoom. There's like hundreds of us. It's love that. Fucking great. Fun. Um, it's at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings in California time. And there's an archive of like hundreds of sessions. Wow. And I love Brad, but the difference between him and I mm -hmm. is. I feel like Brad's really good at calming you down and putting you in like a nice serene mm -hmm. space. I'm here to hype you the fuck up. I'm here to excite you and inspire you so you like get off the call and you go do some shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like tapping on being a bad bitch. It's tapping on yes. manifesting money. It's tapping on like not being angry at someone anymore and yes, mm -hmm. clearing that stuff. And so you show up every week. It's like a grab bag. You don't know what it's going to be, but it's often you know, what you needed. Yeah. Like last week we tapped on just remembering that we're amazing and brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then I had everyone write themselves a love poem. They shared them on the call. Like it was beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I'm excited about the book. Mm -hmm. Magnetic Mindset. I hope you love it. I can't I, wait. It, How to Make Love to the Universe and Manifest Anything is an incredible subtitle. Thank you. Truly. What does that Thank mean you. to you to make love to the universe? How would you... Because that, even just the language of that, I'm obsessed with. It's really kind of like I was saying about the dating profiles, right? It's about having your heart open and letting yourself see with new eyes. Because there's so much beauty everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we have to just put ourselves in the mindset that we're noticing it. Yes. And when we do that, you're making love to the universe all day. Mm -hmm. When you walk around and you feel good about yourself and you feel like you're in a cute outfit, you're going to interact with the barista differently mm -hmm. and they're going to interact differently with you and people are going to open the door for you and your life flows. You have so much positive momentum. Mm -hmm. But we have to set our energetic frequency first before we walk out the door. Mm -hmm. Yes. There we go. I'm Can't excited. Wait. I'm really, really excited. It's it's available right now. So Magnetic where can mindset, people get it? Baby. People can get it anywhere? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's Ooh. beautiful. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you for being here in person. Yeah. Oh it God. makes such a difference to feel. And you fit good. our office or you fit our vibe here so I know. well. It's just like. I love this place. And <laughs> so I thought. We were, honestly, if we were both wearing lilac, it would be too much. <laughs> I think it would have been just oh, yeah, enough. that's funny My, that you changed. I, I know. I could, I was. Did you know brief. she was going to wear lilac? No, but I know she's a lilac pink girl. So I was yes. like, okay, I'm ready. But I just, it was too distracting. Got it. I'd be like this. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. I just like, couldn't like breathe or move. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll Thank see you. you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was Gala Darling. Thank you so much, Gala. That was such a beautiful conversation. Again, you can find her on Instagram at Gala Darling. Her website is Gala Darling. And we talked today about manifestation and EFT. So if you feel like that is a topic that someone in your life might love, I highly suggest sending this episode to a friend to start a conversation to help expand their life as well. 
Amazing. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. If you're new to the pod, just know that Krista and I are vetting brands, experiences, products for you all the time and making sure that we are sharing ones that we just love and trust. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for being a part of our lives and our community. You guys are the best. We appreciate you. We love you. Bye. Bye.